You're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 60, Kettles and Liars. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Hello. Hello. It's very warm. It's very warm. Finally, it was horrible last week. Yeah, I was perplexed because it had been so horrible all week and I went out yesterday and thought, oh, it's horrible with her. And boiled to death. Boiled to death. You were wearing a fur coat, weren't you? A wool coat. <laughs> Not a fur coat. Uh, I was wearing my winter coat and uh, leather boots and wool socks. Two pairs of socks. Black leggings. Winsier shirt. <laughs> Cardigan. That's too much for the It was too, too many clothes. But the day before, it had been a winter coat day. Yeah, exactly. And when I left the house, it was really grim. So I put my winter coat on and then by the time I got out of the other end... Error. Mistake. I've got three bites, like insect bites. Were there things living in your winter coat? Um, I, they happened overnight, so I'm a bit concerned there might be things living in my duvet. Rigby! I don't think there are actually things living in my duvet. I think it's just I slept with two windows open. I think that's probably it. Yeah, a lot of people on Twitter this morning were complaining about having been bitten. Well, yeah, now I'm firmly in the uh, shorts and t-shirt end of things. Went out to the post box, got my vitamin D. Jolly good. And I had to go to the further post box because the post box at the end of my road. When's the collection? When's the collection? Seven in the morning. So you have to do everything the day before? Yep. That makes no sense. I have no idea. It's four minutes up the road from one where the delivery is five o'clock. How? What route? It doesn't make <laughs> any... I just don't get it. But what I was trying I to get my even. postal vote form in and I wanted to make sure it went today. Very good. Did you take a, a selfie of your face dropping it into the letterbox? Not that you were dropping it into the letterbox with your face. No. But like... No, I didn't, because this was just my request form. It wasn't actually the vote. I'll probably oh, take a picture of me actually voting. But I only realised in the last few days that I could get a postal vote, and that would make things easier for me. Yes, wise. Also, I'm going out on the day of the referendum in the evening, and I want to have all my energy. Yeah, you don't want to waste it on like boring things like Brexit. <laughs> yes, it has been a while since we recorded, but... Not a while since I edited the last episode. No. Because it had four people on it, and it was two hours long, and it was very good. It's totally worth it. And what I'm saying, you will by now have heard our Two Bossy Dames of Fun special, which was such good fun that I just did not do any podcasting for a month, having recorded it. You enjoyed yourself so much, you decided to never do it again. <laughs> Absolutely. What I actually was doing was trying to finish an essay and not go mad. Wise. Which I believe I achieved both counts. Also, I was getting ready for Comic-Con. Would you like to tell us about Comic-Con? Well, I thought that would be an excellent segue. Yeah, off you go then. Okay, well I went to the Spring MCM Expo, which is the spring version of the convention I went to in October. I went for two days, last weekend at the XL Centre. Day one, unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Day two, Arkham Asylum, Prison, Scrubs, Harley Quinn. I like both of these things. Thank you. What I liked very much about Squirrel Girl, apart from the fact I've got to be Squirrel Girl, and it was really fun, and I felt that my costume was really just on point, very accurate. I got to involve my knitting in a cosplay for the first time, because Tippy Toe the Squirrel was played by Tippy Toe my Knitted Squirrel. Yay! Who was originally on a magnet on my shoulder, and then the magnet fell off, so oh, she annoying. then was safety pin to my shoulder. Wise. I got soft toys every day, because I got... <laughs> Tippy toe on the first day, and on the Sunday I had a cuddly joker who had a zipper in his back leading into a pocket so that I could store my stuff in him. That's very cunning. Isn't that genius? 
And I gave him more facial features because I had to lock him in a cupboard while I slept because the original bit, too scary. <laughs> too scary. He just had a red smile and black circles for eyes, like the button eyes from Coraline. And I didn't I didn't care for it, so he got little white dots in the corner of each eye and a little Bert and Ernie style nose and eyebrows. And then he became cute and not... Ah! It was very fun. I went with cosplaying charm Serena and she dressed up as Robin Sparkles. Oh my god, that's amazing. And then on day two, she was Robin Daggers, who is Robin Sparkles' dark alter ego. That's even more amazing. Harley Quinn also wore the Robin Sparkles jacket there, because she was cold. Oh, I spotted that on the one of your pictures, and I wondered what was... We went to a DC versus Marvel meetup, which was fun. Excellent. Although, I actually just... I prefer Marvel now. <sighs> I've won you over, finally. Although Marvel... They started shouting, too many Harleys, too many Harleys, because... By the way, there are too many Harleys there. Well, obviously, I think we all knew that. Very few people wanted a picture, which just, you know, sounds like a terrible, oh, no one wants to take my picture, because everyone clearly has Harley fatigue. But when you'll say Squirrel Girl or Kimmy Schmidt, that's unusual and exciting. Yes. Yeah, but the sheer chutzpah of a group of people, that higher percentage of which were dressed as Deadpool, calling us out for being too many Harleys, so we, we started too <laughs> many Deadpool. But there were some Peggy Carters, and I just wanted to be their friends. We did a big group as the DC versus Marvel on two sides and then split off so that we could get pictures as our groups and I left the DC one early and went and watched the Marvel one and went and nervously told some Peggy Carters that they were the loves of my life. Words to that effect. Uh, And it was really fun. And I got to see my very good, very long-standing friend Sasha, who I went to secondary school with. And she was there in she was dressed as Katniss Everdeen and she's made the armour and stuff for it. It's great. And we got some pictures together and it was really lovely because she's been cosplaying for years and I've always said, I'd love to do that with you. How, you know, when can I do it? And I just had totally failed on that point. So it was really nice <laughs> to see her and be dressed up as a squirrel. Was your squirrel tail comfy? It was really comfortable. Comfortable? Comfortable's a lovely word. Totes comfortable. Uh, pumpkin. It was really comfortable. <laughs> a comfortable pumpkin. It was not heavy at all. We thought it was going to be a bit of a... A nightmare but the squirrel tail that was fine we made that and then it was attached to me it had five strips of velcro in a little sort of triangle that corresponded to five strips across my leotard bottom yep and then it's actually sewn straight onto the jacket and then to stop that then pulling the jacket away inside the jacket is a harness which yeah. i say harness it's a long strip of fabric sewn into a figure eight that i just slip my arms through when i put it on and it's tight enough that it keeps the jacket close to my skin so that because yep. the problem would be that not that the tail wouldn't stay attached but that it would pull away from the jacket and look weird but that keeps everything up close to my back that is very cunning it was all serena's genius because she is a sewing genius and i had my little utility belt and i could keep my glasses tucked on my utility belt but between me and my squirrel tail <laughs> <laughs> so it was in my little back. And yeah, when I had to sit down, I could comfortably lean against it. It's a little bit of a palaver on the DLR, but all good. Oh, you know. And I've roughly, I've stashed it. You know, it's not taking up too much space yeah. in my wardrobe. I got the train to work uh, on that Saturday morning and there were some young people dressed in clearly, well, I don't know what they were, but they were obviously on their way to Comic-Con. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I had seen some of them last year, because I recognised the cumbersome scythe that they oh, had. Oh, yes, I remember you talking about the cumbersome scythe. <laughs> Benedict's cumbersome scythe. <laughs> I think their group was bigger. Uh-huh. It may have just been a coincidence. And one of them had like a sort of weird mask that would be like like a gas mask, but without the thing on the end. But, where the, but then that was like a glowing light to where his mouth would be. I believe that is from Bioshock. 
Yes, was that he wearing sounds... orange trousers? Don't know because I walked past him as I got on. You didn't go and inspect like... his trousers. Quick little audio footnote to say that I do know that it was Borderlands I was referring to, not Bioshock, and I am super super ashamed. I bumped into a couple of squirrel girls, and it was really fun. There were enough that it wasn't like, oh no, the two of us. This bumped into three or four, but it was cool because we were like, ah, oh, we're squirrel girl. Yeah. And I commissioned some artwork of my face. I saw that. It looks exactly like your face. And I've got a Peggy Carter badge, obviously. And I was thinking obviously. about buying a Funko Pop Peggy Carter, which are those big square-headed yep. figures. And I decided there's about 45 minutes before we were going to leave on Sunday, so we went around all a 1,000 Funko Pop stalls. <laughs> said, do you have any Peggy Carters? And they were like, no, or they've sold out. And then I did see one, and I said, do you have any Peggy Carters that aren't bobbleheads? And I found no. out that you cannot get Marvel... Funko Pops that aren't bobbleheads because their licensing means that Hasbro get to make their four inch figures. Yeah. So to get around the licensing, they have to be bobbleheads because Hasbro can't argue, well, we have the bobblehead license. But he said that there right. is a, a very well known way of screwing the head on permanently. So obviously everyone has worked this out, but you, they yes. don't necessarily want one. Um, but they only had a, an exclusive from Hot Topic where she was holding a energy thing and not a compass and that was £20 and I thought I don't think it's going to be £20 so I came home and got it for 8 from Forbidden Planet <laughs> yeah so that is on its way I don't want to be one of those people that has a thousand Funko Pops but they are really cute and I think if there's a character I really like and they do one of them that I really like yeah fair enough I might get a sadness from inside yeah. out I love sadness I mostly like sadness when she's lying face down on the floor so I don't think they would do a Funko Pop of that. No, I like it also when she comes as that sad wave and that, that animated gif that I have used many a time. Also, <laughs> the Facebook sticker of her throwing back her head and crying, which Dames Margaret and Sophie introduced to me as using it as a happy cry. Yes. <laughs> like when someone does something wonderful and it's not untoward. And then you cry. <laughs> and it, is, it is toward. And it is so toward. It. What's this peeking into shot, Jessica? <laughs> oh, what? That's just my bedside kettle set up. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. It's great. It is so great. Jealous. It's not technically a tease maid, and I feel a bit bad because I called it a tease maid, and then the tease maid official Twitter account retweeted me. Oh, awkward. But it's called a Breville hot cup. The reason I didn't get a tease maid, tease maid, is that that is based on an alarm, and I didn't need an alarm-based one. And yeah, also, true, ugly yeah. as sin. Yeah, they're so dated and not in a cool way. Yeah. The, mm, no, the Breville Hot Cup is basically looks like the mutant offspring of a kettle and a coffee maker. Right, so like it's sort of like an espresso. Yeah, so at the front it has the nozzle and the drip tray of an espresso, but the back is shaped like a kettle. Um, you fill it up to the max line, and then put your cup with your tea bag underneath the nozzle and sit it there, and then when you hit the big button on the top, it boils just 250 millilitres and dispenses it straight into your cup. Max Line, that's my new comic book superhero. Great work. Great work. And it means I can have a cup of tea literally without getting out of bed. I don't have to do it. Obviously, you have to set it up the night before. Obviously. Things I learnt on the first night. I have to take the tea bag out of the cup. Because usually I just leave the tea bag in the pot. Yep. Which you can't do when you've only got no. one cup's worth because it became so potently green tea that I thought my mouth yep. it tasted like garbage. My mouth tasted like garbage. So I've learnt my lesson. And also it leaves a really specific sort of layer. Yeah. It's not like the McDonald's chips layer. Which is a great thing. It's just like a dry... Oh, God, no. It's just like a really drying... Sort of like some mouthwash that I had recently. 
I don't remember what brand it was, but it dries out your mouth. Not in a kind of, oh, I've got dry mouth way, but in a sort of just yeah. like in cartoons when they have alum and their faces kind of go. Yes. Jessica, I found a fourth bite. Oh, no. Maybe I've got bed bugs. Oh, my God. If I've got bed bugs, I should be <laughs> It seems unlikely because you, you never go anywhere to get bed bugs. No, and I'm not in a hotel in New York. If I was going to get bed bugs, it would have been September. I mean, that was a genuine fear I had. <laughs> I'm very pleased you didn't express that very much at the time that we were going to get bed bugs. <laughs> oh, what the I, class? Uh, well, I'd kind of forgotten about it, but yeah, everyone everyone knows hotels in New York full of bed bugs. Yeah, so now I set a teaspoon and saucer with my mug. And so before you go to bed, mug, tea bag in it, under the nozzle, wake up in the morning, oh God, another day of my terrifyingly awful existence, smack the top of the hot cup, <laughs> cup of tea, oh, what a reason to be alive. I love my life. And now look, we don't encourage our listeners to buy from non-tax-paying retailers. But this was same-day delivery. Also Nespresso's, I meant to say that a while ago. Like, there are other instant coffee pod machines available. Koenig, is that one? Somebody is kickstarting a very hipstery kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Brooklyn Chemistry Lab coffee tea's like, made. Like cold drip, so, and it saves no electricity because you don't have to heat the water. Yeah, you just leave it for a bit. <laughs> it's just a sock with some coffee grounds. <laughs> you just suck on directly. Yeah, I saw it on the line and they were saying, wow, what an amazing idea, this coffee thing that makes it for when you wake up and everyone in the comments just said, yes, that's called that's a tea's, tea's made. made. <laughs> but I can really thoroughly recommend this. Oh, it's great. And then I made one earlier because I thought, oh, I, you know, and it means I don't have to boil a whole kettle and fill it up. This is already got water in. I just put my tea bag in my mug. I had one of my strawberry and mint tea bags that my friend Caitlin gave me. Mm, my God, it was Ooh, delicious. They sound nice. Yeah, Marks and Spencers. Marks and they're and in those really fancy tea bags that look like silk. Oh, lovely. I mean, obviously other supermarkets are available. but why I you... have no problem with recommending Marks and Spencers. That is an endorsement I'm willing to stick with. Where so, yes, else am I meant to get to... Percy Pigs? Oh, I must pop in and see if they've got any commemorative biscuit tins. Would you like me to find one for you? Always, always. They have not been so good as when I was working at Girl Guiding and became obsessed with buying biscuit tins. None of them have ever been as good as my Great Britain one, which has a map of the UK with all of the crazy things like cheese rolling and the New Year's Day cold dip all over yeah. it and the haunted houses and stuff. I agreed. Yes. The Jub yeah, the Jubilee had some strong, strong biscuit tin. They work. were strong biscuit tins, design wise, but actually tin wise, they were not really airtight for later use. They were quite weak. Yes. They're yes. fine for keeping, for example, all of the badges you intend to sew on your cam blanket in. Just a random example. Oh, uh, I have a um I have a Wags chocolate foot covered pretzel tin for that yeah, purpose. Great. With photographs of the four world centres on the top of it. Um and obviously no chocolate covered pretzel in it anymore no i would they would not have had ch chocolate covered pretzels in maybe 20 minutes after i bought it <laughs> <laughs> they disappeared oh about 16 years ago i think 15 years ago 14 years ago i don't know mm -mm -mm. a long time ago do you know what i've been doing with my time rosie well i'll tell you i have finished on netflix oh my god all of pretty little liars now obviously season seven is on its way i've watched six seasons of pretty little liars i have thoughts now, this leads us on to our top fives. Would you like to do your thoughts here as a separate pretty little bubble? Or would you like to do it within? Shall we have a, a pretty little bubble? You tell me your thoughts. I'm going to sip some water. Well, sip. I should have written these down in some sort of semblance of order. Basically, what happened is Rosie and I managed to, independently of each other, start watching Pretty Little Liars mm -hmm. in the same week. Rosie, you got to the end of season one? 
Oh, I finished up season two. This is going to be a very spoiler-heavy episode of The Dead Fox. Yeah, if you have not watched Pretty Little Liars, congratulations, you're doing just well fine. Well done, you. Wise. Uh, but you might want to skip Rosie. Insert number of minutes. Thanks, past Rosie. It's six. Skip six minutes. Ahead. And then you'll skip all our spoilers. So, so you knew that Mona was A. Yep, that we warned you. Mona, she's A. She's A. Initially. You're like, oh, that's A. Okay. Like, oh, oh, right. God. No. And then more more comes of that later when we find out that Alison, the person who died like before the killing had even begun. The premise. The premise. She's not dead. She ain't dead. She ain't dead. Oh, I know all this because I said to Jessica, I can't be doing with this garbage program. Tell me what happened. We had a phone call where she told me about it. And I thought, I have made the greatest decision of my life to stop <laughs> watching this television program. I couldn't respond to it in text. It said, I'm just popping out to the supermarket. I'll call you when I get back. Give a ring. Um, we, it was maybe a 20 minute phone call, but think the time I saved and actually watching it. Oh, I mean, I mean. So Mona was a, she fell down a cliff in the book, so that was the end of Mona, but in the TV series they saved her, I'm not incidentally not even going to ever bother cracking open one of those books. Which is good, because I quite like Mona, in a weird way. She's so, just, you have no idea what direction she's going in, and I really enjoy that. She's one of the more likeable characters. Yes, she spent some time in Radley, everything leads back to Radley. Radley, by season six, now fancy schmancy hotel, because they've closed it. You wouldn't stay there. You wouldn't stay there. So, we then had another A. Okay. This turned out to be Charlotte, who was Charles, who was Alison, who is not Dead's older brother, now sister. But we knew her as Cece Drake because she turned up beforehand. But in the meantime, we briefly thought that Ezra was A. Um, and then it turned out that was fine. Ezra wasn't A. He was just had all the surveillance equipment and was acting really shady because he was writing a true crime book about Alison because he'd known Alison from before. And he was the mysterious board shorts character that kept on turning up in, in Alison's diary. I'm sorry. Board shorts. He's always referred to as board shorts. Turned out, Spencer worked it out because he drank a board shorts ale. It's nothing. Oh my god. This program is garbage. Which killed the only redeeming feature of the relationship between Ezra and Arya. Because, so initially, Ezra is Arya's teacher. They meet before this. He makes a mistake about her age because she says that she's a, a junior and he assumes college and she doesn't correct him. Um, and then they turn up on the first day of school and row, row, he's a new English teacher. But the, oh, that is the only redeeming feature is the fact that he didn't know how old she was when they started going out. And this retcons that entire thing and it turns out he knew exactly who she was and at which point it's like, squick. Oh, God. Okay, I have a question about the Charles uh, CC. Oh, God. Yes. yes. I feel that playing the kind of wicked trans character is yes. Yes. not good like do no, they no. handle any of the trans stuff well um it's sort of handled well in that it's not really made an issue of at any point but it's also when you look at the macro level it is like oh, the evil person was the trans character the evil tormentor is our one's trans character he clearly wanted to be a girl was a girl and identified as female her, her family just couldn't the, deal the, with her well the um a father mrs de Laurentiis couldn't deal with this mrs de Laurentiis was fine and used to let charles play in her closet and dress up in her clothes and charles loved alison a lot his his cute baby sister and their dad thought he was charles was trying to kill her or use it rather use this as an excuse to have charles put into rally really it was the fact that he was unaccepting of his son's slash daughter's wishes if that hadn't been a an issue then this whole thing would never have happened yeah and then also if he really loved Alison why did he then become A oh my god basically by this point the writers are clearly making it up as they go along they have literally no idea and they obviously don't have a show bible if they did no one's ever read it various plot holes various plot holes the pretty little liar's story <laughs> sorry <laughs> Jason and Alison don't know that she exists oh, well that Charlotte exists so what do they think yes. happened to Charles well um Alison was too little to remember him 
and they made Jason think that he was his imaginary friend. What? <laughs> yes. That is so dumb. Charlie, oh. yes. He was like, oh, no, I, I don't know anyone called Charlie. Said, but I, Charlie was, was my imaginary friend when I was little. And everyone goes, what? <sighs> that is the dumbest. That is the ugliest thing I ever I've saw. ever saw. Okay. So, in short, this is a show that needed, um, say, show Bible. Uh, an overarching vision for where things were going. Yes. To end. Like Lost, they were dead all along. Ugh. Boo. There was a huge time where I thought that Ian and Jason were the same person and that oh, yeah. Alison had been having an affair with her brother. That is, <laughs> like, that is awkward. Took me about, I mean, the thing is, not that out of the realm of possibility for this program. No. Most relieved about an entire series was the time Toby had a haircut because it was so bad in one episode and then the next one it was fine. Yeah, although it was really disconcerting because he took his top off and they'd obviously had to shave his chest so he looked like a teenager, but they didn't shave his arms. <laughs> he had these big hairy arms <laughs> on this completely nude chest. There, there was an amazing episode where they had a flashback to Alison going to visit him in juvie, um, but he'd obviously, in between had a haircut um but at this point he would still have had his sort of shaggy teenage hair oh my god, so they put a do-rag on him <laughs> oh my god a do-rag a pair of jogging bottoms and like an open shirt it's like why have you not done your shirt why why the do-rag maybe a beanie would be a better fit yeah, for put you him in a hat. and second why haven't you done your shirt up good to show that like he was like the hard guy in prison <laughs> i'm telling you now a guy called toby is not the hard guy in prison especially that he was there for a crime he hadn't actually committed <laughs> Also, why does no one ever draw? I feel like problems would have been solved if people drew the curtains occasionally. So, Jessica. So, Rosie. Will you be watching season seven when it comes to Netflix? Well, I don't know. I mean, can I recommend to you recaps? Yes, I think I might have to. Incidentally, Charlotte's dead by now. Um, So I kind of want to know who was responsible for that. Okay. Spoiler alert, she's not their sister. She's actually their cousin. I hate my life. We have to move on. (laughs) I cannot deal with this program any longer. Jessica, Rosie. what is your song? Is it My the Little Lies theme tune? Yes, it's Secret by the Pierces. It's not. Um, it is First Impressions um, from the musical First Date, performed by Zachary Levi and Kristen Rodriguez. Oh, Kirsten, lovely. It's Kristen Rodriguez. Uh, that ran on Broadway uh, in 2013. It's delightful. An unexpected Enjoy. twist, but I like yes. it a lot. Twist of huge dimensions. Top fives! Top fives! We have previously discussed in our top fives top five television programs that were cancelled too soon. I was trying to remember if we had done that. Mismatch, The Class, Firefly. All of the above. Don't write in. We bring to you our top five television programs that were not cancelled soon enough. Yeah, see previous rant. Yeah. Uh, well, it is my, actually my turn to start on this one. Yes. So. Please go ahead. Okay. Now, some of these actually have joint rankings those shows both demonstrate a big problem that is not specific exactly to that show so number one number one desperate housewives slash heroes right because they exist in the same universe obviously uh jessica do you know how many seasons desperate housewives ran for uh is it seven it's eight it's, it's even more than your standard seven season contract. Good lord. Now, what these shows are, uh, examples of shows that had really great first seasons. Yes. Really great self-contained first seasons. Yes. Now, the end of the first season of Heroes sort of sets up that there could be more, but doesn't have to. They could have edited that scene out or left it on a kind of, oh, uh, you know, maybe there's more, but this storyline is all wrapped up. 
And then they went, ha, huh, these are phenomenally successful. Better churn out some more then. And I stopped watching Desperate Housewives within about six episodes of the second season. Heroes, I think I stayed with a bit longer, but the second season is all over the place. Admittedly, it also got stuck in writer's uh, strike year. A wonderful bubble that I'm sure many think pieces will be written on uh, eventually. I reckon we might be coming up to the 10 year on this. We're going to have a lot of talking about how that affected narrative television. Well, it brought us Dr. Horrible sing-along block, so it wasn't all bad. Yeah, can we really complain? Desperate Housewives had this central mystery to season one, a bit like Pretty Little Lies set up. Here is the central mystery. And it perfectly solved it. And I was so gripped. I cannot, like, I loved the first season of Desperate Housewives. And it sort of builds and builds. And at the end of each episode, you know, I was watching it with our mom. And we'd be like, oh my god, what's this? Oh my goodness. And then the second season. Who is Dana? Yeah, exactly. They just had to do all of this stuff where they were like, oh, um, and it turns out it, everyone's got a mystery. Bye. And Heroes as well. Just, I mean, it wasn't so much a, quite the sort of beauty of the self-contained mystery, but the world building just fell apart just Ew. fell apart and i you know all the stuff i liked about it just went completely out the window so those are shows that should have been done as single seasons um, yes i'm trying to think of what the mini series i think like they... a mini series yeah and the beauty of a mini series is it's even shorter than that <laughs> shows like that is why we now have programs like American Horror Story, although I think that has also fallen under the way of things like, or Fargo where they are done as basically, you know, Fargo season one and Fargo season two actually do have a plot line linking, but they don't They have an overall arc of generalness. you, You can easily watch the two without, and that's how you do that kind of anthology television. Number two. Grey's Anatomy. I have no idea how many of the original cast are still in Grey's Anatomy. I think it's one. But that Grey's Anatomy has now become General Hospital for people who think they are too good for General Hospital and wear wine cardigans. It has been going on for years and years. And this is a show that I was watching. You know, I watched the first season. I probably watched the first three, maybe four. And then realised, oh my god, this has been going on forever. And, you know, most of the cast has left the main romantic lead has been killed off which i always have a big problem with because yeah. i know that unfortunately you know big relationships don't always work out for whatever reason but when you look at the a television program you kind of in the first few episodes you say what is what are the questions that this show is asking me and so for say something like uh, glee which is a program I have a lot of problems with, which we'll get to shortly. Oh, will we? <laughs> the, the one of the big things that sets up is when, not if, when will Mr. Shu and Emma? When are they going to get together? And then, really quickly, all of the stuff they've set up, they've just chucked by the wayside. And you know, obviously, people don't want to be in Grey's Anatomy for eleven years, which is a sign that you know the whole point is his McDreamy. It's all set up, and he wanted to leave. Eh, your male character, you're like. Shonda Rhimes has enough TV shows. <laughs> so Grey's Anatomy, it and ER had the same problem. They kind of treat it like a soap, but it's not like casual. When you know, you have had to have one character who's had two separate helicopter-based mishaps. You've, oh my you've, God, that man was helicopter cursed, Doctor Ray Romano. That is that was bad luck for him, but also quite funny because he did die with a helicopter dropping on his head, which is not funny, but improbably funny. Uh, <laughs> Number three. Okay, now we're getting into the shows I really like. Oh, here we go. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. People have tried to argue with me that season seven is a good season, 
Season 7 is not a good season. Season 6 is really bad. Season 7 is only marginally better. And its existence does not... I'm going to come out and say it. I was a bit bored of season 4 as well. Okay, see, the thing is, although Buffy the Vampire Slayer, my teenage show, we talk a lot about how people have their shows that, you know, they loved as a teenager. Jessica, I would say yours was Ellie McBeal and mine was Buffy. I feel that's a fair assessment. Yes. Um... Jessica's probably now at this point seen more Buffy than I have because she's seen seasons three and four and I know season three is often regarded as the best one and I've not seen season, it. Season three is brilliant. I actually really like season two. Uh, season two competes for season three some, for the top slot. Um, so, you know, season five, um, but Buffy dies at the end of it. That's well known. And that would have been a great point to end it. And then they have these two seasons where they've realised Angel's left and they completely change Spike's character to try and fill that void and it's just really awkward. He's no good when he's that character. When he's good, in fact. Uh And, you know, he gains a soul and but not before he becomes an attempted rapist it's yeah. really it sort of loses its way and I think it would be better if it had been five seasons yeah Spike is at his best when he is still a vampire and he really doesn't like anyone but he's just kind of mooching along with it and ch- sitting in the living room just hanging out with Joyce yeah that's he's at his best, best when he's watching Passions with Joyce when he's a bad like he's an evil vampire but that's, that's the whole point He's he helps them in season two because he says you know I, I like the what earth it's where all my meals are and stuff yeah you know he doesn't actually want to destroy the earth yeah he he's, wants to he's, drink this sort of the Jack Sparrow S completely self-serving. Yeah. Spike is on Spike's side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number four. We're back to the shows I don't care so much for. How I Met Your Mother slash Friends. Now, How I Met Your Mother, a lot more <laughs> egregious because everyone knows. Do you know what? If it had been cancelled five minutes before it actually ended, yes, that would actually, probably that's very have, true. That would have done. That would have done the trick. That would have been fine. Five minutes. Shaved off the end. Yay! Both of these are sitcoms that run for 10 seasons who the characters collapsed under the weight of their own stereotypes. Joey Tribbiani was so stupid by the end of season 10. How did he like have a driver's license? Like he should have been in residential care. Whereas if you watch the first season, he makes zingy comebacks with Chandler and to the other characters. And by the end, he is, He's, he's not necessarily book smart, but he's not an idiot at all. And Monica's hilarious because she's really, really uptight and just loves cleaning things. And that's her one thing. That's the only thing she's allowed. She hoovers the hoover. Okay, that's actually quite funny. But, like, no. It's it's not good. And How I Met Your Mother, I, I've not seen uh, very much of, but I can definitely tell <laughs> that that is a show that you don't need ten seasons of a sitcom. I, number five. Number five. Community. Community. Oh, my God. I need... <laughs> uh, now, I only discovered Community last year, as listeners know. I love, I love it community. so much. It's so good. I watched it while I ate my dinner at work the other day. And I, on the advice, again, Hashtag a friend of the show, Toby, uh, he said stop after season three because Twice. it was always on the bubble, on the verge of being cancelled. And at the end of season three, it, they thought it was going to get cancelled. What actually happened was Dan Harmon, the creator, was fired. They did a season without him. Then they said, this isn't working. Somehow you've been renewed. We'll bring you back for season five. Which, you know, you would think, well, maybe that's enough for me to keep going through the season four that's a bit dodgy. But mm-hmm. I have it on good authority that he spent season five just ragged on season four. And then did a season on Yahoo. So no one's seen that anyway. And season three, because they thought it was getting cancelled, like, properly for this t- good this time. Yeah. They entirely treat it as a series finale. And it wraps up and they play the theme tune as a song over the actual action. And it yes. sort of has them all united. And it works so well. Okay, you know, if they could have kept that quality, if they hadn't fired him, I'd have kept watching it. But it has this big dip and I don't think it recovers from again not personal experience <laughs> but i think if if it had ended there 
Wait, from what know, I have read, I don't read, say I want six in a season, six seasons in a movie. I think I would rather have three yeah. great seasons. Yes. Although at this point now, if they had a movie, I would be up for that. I would definitely watch it because they have actually done six seasons. So if they could do the movie, yeah, I would put a cape on and go and watch it. So no, no. But um, yeah, from what I have read of things that happen, even not even like this with the plot, which just actual events. I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't know how I'm bored. I am with those. Yeah. And so, you know, people start leaving and... Jessica. Ready. It is your turn. My go. In no particular order. Definitely in order. No, there's no particular order. Uh, Number one, Pretty Little Lies. (laughs) So, one thing we didn't mention in my rambling and uh, incoherent mumblings about everything is that halfway through season six, they jump four years into the future. They one tree hill it. And they jump four years into the But they do not stick the landing. They do not stick the landing. One true hill, you're like, yeah. This makes a lot of sense. You skip the awkward college years. This is the crucial thing. And several things that appear on my list. Uh, Okay, one. Uh, No, two. The problem is, anything that is set in a high school, and Buffy suffered from this as well, Mm -hmm. at some point they will have to graduate and you will have to fundamentally change the setup of the uh, show. So it worked for One Tree Hill and it also meant that the actors were closer in age to their mm. characters. Pretty Little Liars jumped four years into the future midway at the mid-season break. Uh, so they were then had the mid-season break between, I think, December and a June or something. The problem that I had is, of course, I then watched the uh, next episode immediately following on from the previous one. Mm. So I had no gap at all. They could have ended it there. I mean, they could have ended it earlier than that, but that would have been... Like, they had an actual finale. The mid-season finale was, like, could have been a series finale. They all, like, yay, we're free, everything's worked out happily, eventually, apart from all the people who've died along the way and the crimes we've committed, and the, like, crimes, like, terrible things that have happened to us, and that time we got kidnapped and held in an underground bunker. And then they keep going, because they're like, we can get another season and a half out of this, and they just want to, like, squeeze the last drops of money out of it, and they did not need to, and they gave themselves an out, and they didn't even take it. So, that's annoying, and they should have ended there. Let's move on from that, because I just, I just can't even. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm going to watch season seven. Uh, number two, and this is um, the other shows on my top five are all shows that I, I really like. In fact, a lot of these are shows that I like, but needed to end sooner. So my next one is, and this is going to be a bit controversial, possibly, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That suffered from the, like, they graduated high school and they left and they all went and did their separate things. And at one point they got rid of Harvey and they realized that was a ridiculous mistake and had to bring him back again. But they went at the same college and various friends left and it was just weird. And by the end, the aunts had gone. She and her two college friends were back living in the aunt's house. They still don't know she's a witch. And they, they did wrap it up correctly because she realised in the nick of time that she didn't want to marry the idiot that she was about to marry. Harvey turned up and they rode off on his motorbike into the sunset. So that was good. But you could have done that like four years ago. Mm. So there's that. Uh, next is Ellen. The sitcom, not the talk show. The sitcom, not the, t- the talk show. Um, I, I'll happily watch the talk show. Like, just keep talking, Ellen. Keep dancing. Just keep dancing. <laughs> So I think it did five seasons, and in the first two seasons we had... Oh, no, that's not true. They had a, pre, like a pre-season, which I've never seen, because then they retooled it a bit and basically got rid of all the friends from that, brought in new people, and just kind of rejigged it. So it had a bit of a change-up about halfway through because Adam left and um, her cousin Spence arrived, which is Jeremy Pippen. But then the last season, people sort of start leaving, and that was the, the series with the puppy episode where she comes out. So it was like a big deal, and they sort of started doing kind of very you know on tonight's very special episode of blossom type things for some reason i was always on the vague impression that it's sort of been cancelled because because of the coming out episode or because it was sort of 
like dealing with issues and stuff and or or people just didn't want an out woman like having a show or something i've watched it it's just not very good <laughs> like it's not funny is the problem and ellen is really funny and the show was really funny and it just it was it was done you know i've watched it and it was fine and the characters have nice things happen to them but it was like we we don't need any more of this i think we've reached the end uh the next is community mm-hmm. what more can we say um i really can't count the reasons they should stay <laughs> well i can they're not. i can count the reasons they should stay but one by one they seem to slip away and i'm just gonna do a little switcheroo of the honorable mentions and the one on my list and um ali mcbeal is my number five mm-hmm. yeah i didn't bother including it because i knew you would yeah i tend to pretend that season five did not happen and i tend to pretend that robert downey the Jr. last came back. few episodes of season four did not happen or ended slightly differently except i really really like the last episode of season four um which is the one with josh groban but not the second one with josh groban which we can never watch because it's too sad and is that season five that's season five so that's fine anyway but that's like a christmas episode but it's really soul crushing i would say it's worse than boy to the world and that was a christmas episode as well yeah but boy to Uh, the world at least has short people in it (laughs) i always forget that why would you combine those two uh, two plot lines the murder of a sex worker and a gospel choir singing randy newman short people Uh, i mean the two plots are not linked in any way but they do happen like concurrently yeah Shot people but it was maybe uplifting in the i don't know anyway so um yeah what we like to do is pretend that um larry didn't leave because robert downey jr ruined ali mcbeal's life and i've been saying this about this larry paul did nothing wrong robert downey Downey jr ruined i actually like i i like him i can't think of a specific he was a troubled man he was a troubled man he had problems who loved drugs and unfortunately spilled over into his professional life and yes you know things have to be addressed so that's that's fine but we need to be specific (laughs) um so if that hadn't happened ali and larry would have lived happily ever after Mm. and then we wouldn't have got claire from heroes should i watch nashville is nashville good have you seen it oh it's meant to be good at the beginning there you go nashville that should not have run for so long which has been cancelled so i've never seen it so i don't know it strikes me as the kind of thing that I would enjoy, and it's got, you know, Claire from Heroes, or Madison from Animobile, as I like to think of her, <laughs> and more importantly, Chip Eston. But it's serious acting, so he's Charles in this. Yeah, so I'm not interested. <laughs> At no point will anyone sing Flap My Jack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let's do some honourable mentions. The US office could US have ended office, when Steve yes. Carell left. Yes, always. Yeah, when your main character leaves, maybe draw a line under it. But I'm sure someone will come up with an example for things that actually succeeded in that, but I can't think of one. The Simpsons, who still needs that to be on? Is that still being made? Yeah, they've, they're on season 26 or something. Yeah, maybe that's had its time in the sun. Speaking of things that were the main character these, remember Born and Bred? That could have been cancelled sooner, but that was, you know, enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Desperate Housewives was one of mine. Glee. Glee. I abandoned it halfway through the first episode of the second season. I think I watched most of, if not all, of the second season. I think I made it to the end of it. But they just, like you always said, they just go through plot too quickly. Oh, the my first goodness. episode was so promising. They would go through a season of, uh, you know, half a season of plot in an episode. Yeah, think they dropped what? the pilot of it, at, at, I think, at Christmas. And then the rest of it was to follow in about March. And it was so exciting. It's like, yeah, this is going to be great fun. And it was... Uh, I've been sucked into this. And there's not even a murder mystery. I don't even care who killed Alison De Laurentiis. Well, who, as I may have mentioned already, is not actually dead. And mine, oh, I've got Ali McBeal in ER. But ER, yeah, ER, ER, yeah. Uh, and Greg, which mm. obviously I love, but I think they could have stopped at season three because again, it got a bit 
serious and not always that funny. Like, there's an episode where they crash the car. So there are then all these really like emotional and heartbreaking episodes where Greg's really upset because he nearly killed Dharma and then he goes to, he, you know, the insurance comes to me so he goes to pick up the car and he sees the state of the car and he's like, oh my god, I could have killed my wife in this. And then, and then they go home and Dharma is determined that she's fine, she's winning about in her wheelchair and he finds her sitting on the, in the middle of the kitchen floor covered in flour because she tried to get something from the top of the fridge and fell out of her chair and the flour fell on her. And he said, what happened? And she doesn't tell him what happened in that she fell out of her chair. She says, I was in a really bad car accident. And it's like, oh god, could you not just do something whimsical and a bit silly yeah geez louise you have a dog in a t-shirt you introduce your pets to him as this is my dog stinky and this is stinky's dog nunzio oh stinky has his own dog yes he was his bar mitzvah present (laughs) that's hilarious getting covered in flour because you fell out of your wheelchair because you're in a really bad car accident it's not funny no that's not funny and i'm not saying that serious things aren't often important it's not what the show that i signed up for no do you want to have you got any more uh happy days oh (laughs) classic because and I didn't even mean this one when I put it down, but it literally jumped the shark. Like, it is the instigator of shark jumping. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the perfect note to end this segment on. Let's draw the line under shark jumping. Patron of the week. This week's patron of the week is Grace Sapp. If the day of fun had currency, she would definitely be on at least the £10 note. Amongst her many talents is the ability to perfectly name cats. She just gets them. Also, she's super great at knitting, and that's not a joke compliment, she's just outrageously good. If you want to be one of our patrons of the week and be lavished with praise, support our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks, Grace! Patron of the week! My song. Rosie, what's your song? My song is a song called 23 Floors Up by the band... I assume it's a band, Teleman. Of course, I have no facts about it because I found it on Spotify's Discover Weekly playlist. But it's great. I didn't have any Galway Girl this week. What? In fact, this week's Spotify uh, playlist, I listened to it this morning, and it's strong. Except for the presence of Combine Harvester by the Wurzels. But <laughs> it's, it's a particularly good list this week. That is reassuring. And last week, they gave me the song that Cliff sends to Torrance in Bring It On. Wow. They seem Which to have like finally dancing. got out of a weird rut. They got in a very weird rut, but they seem to have started sending me things that I might actually like. Today we had Save Ferris. Excellent. I mean, you know. And what snacks might you like to eat while you're listening to Save Ferris? Uh, rhubarb pie. Mum's little baby. Um, I would like party rings. Rhubarb pie. Because this week my friend Tom said the best phrase a friend can say, which is, Rosie, I think we should open the party rings. That is truly a sign of friendship. Well done, Tom. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. Well, mine is just advances on projects from last time. Jolly good. Uh, I have cast on and turned the heel and about halfway through the foot bit of my second, for goodness sake, Pomatimus sock. And I have finished my knit long elf, but she's over there and I can't bother to pick her up. That's fine. Just put a picture in the show notes and I'll look at it then. Her little outfit was finished. Romper, cape, boots. Boots. And she's got arms now, so it was considerably less weird looking. Um, But I am so happy with her. I'm getting so good at mattress stitching, it's unreal. (laughs) Yeah, but that's all. I haven't done much new project or or baking because of various other podcasting, essaying projects. Uh, But I've got some plans. I rescued my bunny buttons from my sewing box, and I'm going to go and look up a cardigan pattern to use those on. Cool. Um, I made some banana muffins last week. Oh, lovely. They were pretty good. Um, And I'm going to make a rhubarb pie this evening. It all comes full circle. Bebop a rhubarb rhubarb pie. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! I have some cabot coverage. <gasps> From the New York Daily News, I present to you Murder She Wrote guest stars you forgot about. 
including Megan Mullally. Oh my god, that would be amazing. And Neil Patrick Harris. I saw him with George Clooney in it once. Whoa. Whoa, I don't like, like it. Like, he still had dark hair. Oh my god. It was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. So you can you can check that out on the NY Daily News website. Links in the show notes. I really liked the um, gift set that Anthony Ramos sent to Girl Gang uh, with David Diggs having tampons poured over him. That was quite entertaining about... It was National Talk About Periods Day. <laughs> I believe it's, it's Menstrual set. Health Day. Menstrual Health Day. National was, I, think, I think the words he used were, let's talk about periods, and then just somebody out of shot just obviously poured a load of sanitary products over him, which was entertaining. Excellent. And just continues to be stellar work from that entire gang of people. Yes. Both the girl gang and the Hamilton gang. Yes. From the LA Review of Books. Highbrow. Yeah. Who holds your hair towards a literary theory of drunk puking? <laughs> And it is a discussion of which characters from literature would be best for holding your hair. Mm, I haven't read this, so I'm just going to come up with some now. Okay, for example, in Little Women, it's just that Amy would actually be the best. Because Joe would be a bit sort of daft and not be very helpful. Meg would be sanctimonious. Beth Joe would, would do be... it, but would make you feel bad about it, is what this says. But she'd be so kind, that, yeah, uh, but also terrible. not at all having... <laughs> like. You would never be able to reciprocate because she would never get herself in that stage. She'd be the she'd be the designated Dave. No, no. Not that there's anything wrong with designated Dave because like he's a it's good. It's important. Character. Don't drink and drive. Don't puke and drive. Jessica, we spoke of Buffy earlier. Yep. Tom Lenk, who plays Andrew. Yes. Oh yes. His Instagram now largely features him recreating red carpet looks using household items, and it yes, is yes. incredible, but also very strange. I mean, why? What? What? what a great idea but you know his acting is not you know he's not as prominent anymore unlike jonathan from buffy he's not co-created empire so strange <laughs> i um, always forget that but you know here he is now wearing dresses made of kitchen towels and gaffer tape wigs yeah what a time to be alive and finally it was princess day at dance class but one little girl did not want to come dressed as a princess she came dressed as a hot dog so good. She came dressed as a hot dog, and this girl, she's the greatest. She's a hot dog princess. She's not a princess hot dog because she's primarily a hot dog and secondly a princess. <laughs> hot dog princess. Be the hot dog princess you want to see in the world. Precisely. Oh, I have one more thing. Yeah. Which is a what have we seen this week, but it's more a what have we contributed to this week. What have we contributed to this week? The podcast Wooden Overcoats is a sitcom about rival funeral directors on Channel Island. They've just done a first series, and they are now doing a Kickstarter for their second series. It is very, very funny, and also they have let me write for it. Those two sections, those are separate. Um, <laughs> they have a Kickstarter, and as part of it, they've been releasing mini-episodes, and the first one is set in a mouse publishing house. It is obviously called Random Mouse, and obviously. I wrote that and i'm in fact in it playing a mouse receptionist called gloria if you go to woodenovercoats.com or find them on twitter at overcoats wooden and they are on itunes and various other podcast platforms you can listen to some very very funny episodes from the first series and consider helping start their kick kick their start whatever of those you prefer for their second series and you can hear me doing the acting and hear a script i wrote which includes the words simon and trooster and there'll be uh, another one I wrote in the future if they reach one of their goals. Hooray! I have one thing to add to uh, what I've seen this week, which yes. was a tweet from somebody called Shan Rose. She tweets as Hotline Bean, and it is a reason why um, Elwood should have just automatically got into Harvard. Yes, that's so it's good. It's so, so strong. And I really enjoy her setup. It's one of those kind of memes of 
what she says, I'm fine, what she means, and then it turns into a rant about Elle getting into, uh, into Harvard. A furious cosine from me. Furious cosine, that's hysterical. I've just thought about it every so often across the course of the last two weeks. Fantastic. All right, yeah. Jessica, I okay, shall Rosie. speak to you very soon. Goodbye, listeners. Oh, yeah, bye, listeners as well. Like We are still trying to come up with an outro. I've been Rosie. It's been four years. She's been Jessica. That's goodbye from him. And you've been having a day of fun. Nailed it. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.